Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> I don't know that. It's, I feel like a dog. I don't understand English, okay. but I'm getting any trouble anyway. Right, okay. <laughs> of 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Yes, you are. And boy, (laughs) boy, did we get to watch a six. It was like back watching Neil Lennon's team against Celtic. Six, Livingston nil, and kicks off against Dundee United, Melly. Six nil. That is more like it. Sorry, Stephen Gerrard said we were playing Dundee, not Dundee United. Oh, of course, sorry. Yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely tremendous. It's the... The kickstart we've really been needing for this season. Everything from start to finish with Celtic was brilliant. And to get the six goals, but the clean sheet as well, it was mm. a perfect day. Stephen, too keen to get my Neil Lennon joke out there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the most obvious thing in the world. It's the, the big cliche in football is that goals change games, but also, I mean, goals change games, like mm. food changes hunger. But it's like... Yeah. A lot of Gerardisms here. Yeah, right? it's the, a couple of good results changes absolutely everything yeah. as well. We've gone from... Just a week ago, been like, oh, we've not got enough signings in. We're going to get signings in, but they're, they're not coming quick enough to, oh, we're getting some signings in. This is going to get even better very soon. So it's amazing how just a really thoroughly enjoyable performance, because let's face it, we've not had many of those in no. more than a year now. So any kind of enjoyable performance has totally changed the outlook on the team. And it was just just a thoroughly cracking day at the foot. In fact, a thoroughly enjoyable weekend of Fitba for, really, for the old hoops, yes. wasn't it? First league game in front of the Celtic Park crowds since March last year. What was it? How many people there? 28,000, 24,000, I think, were allowed in the games. Yes. Um, full house, though. Back for Thursday for your blonde neck. And hopefully, full houses from then on in. And that means, now that everyone's back at the football, we can announce... Well, there's a bit of an announcement here. It's a Patreon announcement. We have been teasing it for a couple of weeks on Patreon. We announced it to some of our patrons as well. From the Full Houses, we are going to be doing exclusive content with the fantastic Celtic Fans TV. We have been doing an At The Match podcast ever since really we've been doing our Patreon. One of the things we do is immediately after the game we record match reactions. All those were online last year. Well, now we're actually doing video reactions with Celtic Fans TV. Exclusive piece of content for us reacting to every home game will be available on patreon.com slash 20 minute times. It's on the all-in tier. It's a unique benefit of being part of that tier. So check that out, patreon.com slash 20 minute times. And one of the good things about our Patreon is there are numerous levels you can support at. It starts at about two quid a month if you sign up for the year, all the way up to nine quid. But again, if you sign up for the year, that's also down to about seven odd quid a month. So check it out. All the details are there. We do far too much on Patreon to run through it. You'll be glad you did it. You'll be happy you did it. Yeah. We'll be very happy you did it. And everyone goes home happy. We do far too much on Patreon. We can't. can't we can no longer succinctly promote everything we do no, on the Patreon. It's impossible. Fa- it's far too difficult. Full match coverage, features, the law. Now we're doing extra video content. Please go and check it out. You'll probably see something you like there. Um, yeah, Stephen, you were talking about earlier on about the signings. There was a bit of hesitation, a bit of anger. There was a bit of a protest outside the stadium to sort of keep the board in check, um, keep the board, the pressure on the board to back Angel. I think that was important that that happened because we've all said for a couple of weeks that the only way Angel's going to succeed is he needs to be backed. Yeah, yeah. And he was back with two new players this week, one of which started, Joe Hart, starts and goal for Celtic. We have numerous times, Stephen, over the course of this podcast, recorded the podcast on a Monday, and <laughs> massive news breaks yeah. on the Tuesday, and that's what happened with Celtic signed Joe Hart and James McCarthy. Probably the most controversial one of those two, Melly, was Joe Hart, though. Mm. Um, people nervous about whether or not he could fit in Angie's style, people nervous about his age, about his career today, about how much football he's played. The, the length of the contract surprised me. And then sort of more information came out about the fact that he's reportedly only getting 15 grand a week and all that. But the most important question... Poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's more than we make in a month. Um, the, 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 guy, the, the biggest question, though, for me anyway, is 
does he solve the keeper problem? He does. Because that's the, that's the first question, isn't it? We'll yeah, talk yeah. about how much football he's paid. We'll talk about his career to date. We'll talk about how much he's getting paid in the length of the contract. Yada, yada, yada. For me, I want to know, does he sort the keeper problem? Well, he goes straight in there and he's done that straight away. He signed <laughs> and then he was playing on Thursday. He played at the weekend as well. And look, we love Fraser Foster. Most Celtic fans do. But Joe Hart kept Fraser Foster miles out the England team mm. for his whole career, basically. And now we, we've got him. It's just one of those ones... If you're drawing up the things you want from a keeper, has he won leagues? Has he played international football? He's played at World Cups, Euros. His yeah. pedigree is great. It's just he's not played football in the last while. But he's a guy that's played at a similar team to Celtic as, as in they'll dominate. And with Man City, Guardiola discarded him. But Guardiola wants his keepers doing something a wee bit different to Celtic. We'll just want to give it to our defenders, our Callum McGregor, for example, mm -hmm. and go from there. So I said last year when... We weren't uh, getting Foster. I said I wouldn't mind Joe Hart. He was available for a free at the time. I thought he'd be a decent signing. So happy we've got him now. And there is some doubts about him, but I think he'll be decent. One of the big things, Stephen, was this thing about Joe Hart. Can he play out for the back? Will he fit Ange's style? Now, Ange's already said he's got final sign-off on players. So to me, the very fact that Ange's taking him means yeah. either A, he does fit into Ange's style, or B, we're so desperate for a goalkeeper, we want to sacrifice that. Now, the question was put to Joe Hart, you know, can you play with your feet? Can you fit into this style? And Joe Hart said, look, playing with your feet isn't about me pinging 40, 50 yard passes. Playing with your feet is about the system. Yeah. It's about 15, 20 yard passes to the fullbacks, to the centre half, to the elite line playmakers. Yeah. As long as the system works, I can do it. And, and for me, like this, there's levels to this. Just because someone yeah. can't play out to their feet for Pep Guardiola yes. does not yeah. mean they can't play out their feet for Glasgow Celtic. There are a number of issues involved <laughs> when talking about Joe Hart because you can talk about his time at Torino, his time at Burnley. All the, he's been kind of floating around. He's become a little bit nomadic in the last few years. But specifically on that point, on the Guardiola thing, just because you're not Ederson does not make you a bad keeper. Yeah. Now, there, there are, again, there are multiple strands to analysing Joe Hart as a goalkeeper, but that one doesn't concern me at all because... Pep Guardiola very specifically wanted the best of the best yeah. at that specific thing. He got Claudio Bravo in, turned out he wasn't good enough, so they went and, I think at the time, broke the world record for a goalkeeper to get Ederson in. It's since been broken a couple of times, but that doesn't concern me at all. The Joe Hart, has it solved the keeper issue at Celtic? Maybe not, we'll find out, but it, is, it has definitely been addressed at the very mm. least. So we can stop talking about it once we've yeah. kind of welcomed Joe Hart in, in a sense, when, by talking about him in this podcast. We can stop concerning ourselves over it until it becomes a problem again, because it was a weekly occurrence. Mm. We were doing our, our previews, our build-ups to games, and we were forced to talk about the goalkeeping situation on every single one of them, because you never knew who was going no. to start. The, we were then left questioning, is Barkas ever going to play again? How many times did we have that conversation? Is that Barkas completely bombed out? Is Bain good enough to do that? All of those questions, for now are out of the picture because Joe Hart is definitely going to be the first choice until that position becomes untenable if he, if he makes too many mistakes. But he's not done that yet, so it is a conversation for later if that answers to Joe Hart. But the goalkeeping situation has been addressed for yeah. the moment, yeah. I mean, for sure, Melly, this thing about playing out with his feet and seventies left and all the, all the stats and all that came out and obviously we do scouting statistics and that came out. And, you know, there's a big argument ensued amongst the Celtic fans, like, sort of give the guy a chance. You know, he might... He might and a lot of the stats was saying, well, he's in the bottom percentage for this, or he's uh, he's only got 43% to 70s left, and there was like not an awful lot of context flying about. But I, I suppose one other way to look at it, the way I was trying to look at it is, what problems do Celtic have in a goalkeeper? Shot stopping really isn't the main issue for Celtic keepers at the moment. For me, it's obviously an attribute that we need, and it's something that I'm, Joe, I'm sure Joe Hart is fine at. But we need a goalkeeper that can help organise the defence, that can vocalise and, and yeah. shout instructions at the back when corners and... Ball, deep balls are getting shelled in we need a goalkeeper that can command his own area catch and punch balls you know there's there's more to Celtic's problems specifically maybe aren't 30, 40 yard pingers and shots from outside the box plus Joe Hart's not going to be getting shots in for De Bruyne Aguero the, the, you know all yeah. the top all the top strikers that he was facing so when you look at the likes of Barkas and goal for us or when we look at the likes of Scott Bain these guys were almost anonymous in goal for Celtic and when the, by the time the ball got back into the net, a lot of the times they had an opportunity to cut out that cross, they had an opportunity to punch that corner away, and they just didn't do it. And next thing you know, the ball's in the back of the net. So even stuff like Joe Hart's height, Joe Hart's, you, you talked about his career, the stuff that he, the professionalism and the attitude yeah. that he's going to bring to the change room is another thing that we need in that team. So Joe Hart is the total package 
for me, might offer more than some other goalkeeper we're not really sure about. We're not sure if we can get or might not be able to get until next year or whatever. Well, I'm encouraged by it. Well, look on on that point. How many boxes on the surface of things did Barkas tick? Mm. When he came in, he was the international. He played in the Champions League. He was the right age. He had spent time at a, a decent team in AK Athens. But he, he wasn't good enough. So we could do that scouts all over look, again. Scouts look, Celtic scouts looked at him. Um, our scout looked at him. That's not to talk down the scout. What we do, we had a scout look at him. Other amateur and podcast scouts and Celtic blog scouts looked at him and the feedback for Barkas all came back positive. One yeah. of the things that was singled out for Barkas and a lot of scouting reports was how commanding he was as Viseria and how great he was at corners and crosses. Yeah. Well, that was the one thing that he was sort of dropped for because uh, Ange came out and said before the Mitchell and second leg, look, uh, Bain's a bit more better at communicating. Mm. Like, well, that's not good enough. And that's one thing Joe Hart definitely is good at. We've talked about the lack of maybe experience and leaders in the team. Mm. He comes in there and you can go, do you know what, if Cal McGregor's not playing, he could be sort of a vice captain sort of guy, couldn't he? He's just, he's done it. He's been there, done it. I mean, to play at the Euros and World Cup, how many times has he done that for England over the years? Champions League, Premier League, he's, he's been there and done it. And for him to come to Celtic, he'll not be phased by that because he'll just come yeah. in and go, I need to help players out. He spoke about it in the... The fan pressing as well. He likes helping out young players. He just that's the way he is because he he's been there and done it. He get help throughout his career. So I'm looking forward to it. He's a goalkeeper. He will make mistakes. It won't be perfect. He's not played a lot of football, but once he does come in, then I'm expecting him to be a solid keeper for us. And he wants to play football. That's another thing that Joe Hart says. You know, he's obviously taken a pay cut to come to Celtic yep. or some description. You know, he might have taken a pay cut, but he's had a three year contract. The amount of clubs that are going to give Joe Hart three years of football to this point were probably limited. Yeah. He says he wanted what, what what keeps him motivated was a question he was asked at a press conference. He said, I want to play football. I want to do well. I still feel that like I've got a lot to offer the game. Everything coming out of Joe Hart seems forward thinking. It yep. seems positive. He seems still ambitious. Yeah. And and these are all, I'm just this is all music to my ears. Listen, a guy that wants to be here, and you're right. The, the leadership thing is huge because if you look, if you take Joe Hart out of that team and James McCarthy, who we'll talk about, we are bereft. Like when we've got McGregor, maybe Ryan Christie's now one of the senior guys in the dressing yeah. room. James Forrest. Even still, they're not, not yeah. exactly what you're looking for, is it? Not, well, maybe we'll get to Callum McGregor his post-match thing later on, but I'm just, I'm encouraged by the side. I'm not saying he's going to be the best keeper in the world, obviously, and I, what I don't want... We don't need the best keeper, we just need a solid <laughs> We just need keeper. a better keeper, right? But what yeah. I don't want, Stephen, is first time Joe Hart makes a mistake. Some, first time he misplaces a pass that really needs to go, this is exactly why we shouldn't have signed Joe Hart. You can't just, this doesn't happen. It's going to happen. I, th- I think that just... I mean, it shouldn't happen, rather. Yeah, that, I think that's that's just the world we live in now. I think there are... I'm, I'm only really talking about online stuff, but people, for almost every signing imaginable, just divide themselves immediately into two camps. It's like this kind of data-driven stuff where... It's, it's kind of almost dogmatic now mm. where we talk, people talk about players just not suiting based on data which is fine but it's like people are just now waiting for him to make a mistake and I, I'm, I'm not saying Joe Hart's the perfect keeper either but I think we need to give him a chance because he is the, the first mm. choice keeper now on what you mentioned about how he wants to play football I think that's worth talking about because this, despite the fact Joe Hart is not the in the best place that Joe Hart has ever been in his career. You talk about the Man City having one league, 75 England caps, I think it is. He's not at that level anymore in terms of reputation. He's still Joe Hart. Yeah. He could easily go and get a... I mean, you tell me Neil Warnock wouldn't sign Joe Hart for Middlesbrough and probably give him three times what he's on mm. at Celtic. So it's probably quite clear that he's not in this for money. And let's be realistic about it. No one comes to Celtic from England for a retirement payoff or anything like that. It's just, that that's, that's just crazy talk. To The idea that he would come to Celtic purely for the money when he's played in England his whole career, a uh, bar in Italy. Uh, I, think, I think we need to give him that credit. He looks hungry to at least do something with the final few years of his career. And the fact that he wants to do that with Celtic, great. I'm, I'm perfectly happy to give him a chance. A couple of other new signings obviously made the Celtic lineup against Dundee. The one that everyone's talking about, Melly, Anthony Ralston. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kyogo Furuhashi. I was, oh my God, this guy is un... But I, first of all, where have you been all my life? <laughs> where have you been all my life? Second of all, 4.6 million. Absolute bargain. Yeah. He looks like a 20 million pound player already, right? He's unbelievable. You can keep just it, tell. Keep, keep it doing though. It's, oh, that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. Well, he's, we've got him on a big fat uh, contract. Uh, <laughs> um, but you're just watching him. Pace, technique, energy. I'm watching this guy going this is a a different planet and already you're watching Edward come on to hit the penalty and you're kind of like hmm is that that all there (laughs) 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 what did you make of uh, 
probably performance of the season. I'd be amazed if we see a better performance than that all season. One of the best performances of my lifetime. Mm. It was unbelievable. And you could just see everyone in the stadium when you looked at it, just so happy for the guy because right from the very start, he was all over the place. And I was up in 4-1-2 for the game. So I was high in the, the higher up stand and I could see the game from a, a tactical point of view and just see the guy's movement, his energy, the desire to close things down. And he stopped on the defenders closing it uh, clearing the ball about two or three times you're seeing that from your the, the focal point up front doing that it just feeds into everybody else he was directing whoever it was behind him whether it was Rogic or Turnbull directing them where to press with him and all that and then he gets a hat-trick he could have had more he had three other good chances but I worried about him I'm not worried about him I wasn't sure if he was going to play out left which he did for a lot for Vizel uh, Kobo but he was through the middle mm. and uh, I don't know if that's right <laughs> Kobo <laughs> God, that's a Kobo. Kobo Kyogo. Uh, Kobe, sorry. And, uh, I wasn't sure if he'd play through the middle for Celtic, yeah. but playing through the middle, you just worry, is it the physicality? But it doesn't matter when you're that good technically no. and your movement's that good because Celtic, the front three, were absolutely brilliant and he was the main man in there. Watching that performance, I was immediately put in mind of all the chat we've had since even Ange came in before Kyogo and how, remember he batted away that question about how are you ready? I can't remember the exact wording of it, but can you make the jump to Scotland? And he was like, well, I'm assuming that you think I'm coming from some sort of inferior level in Japan. Mm. And I, I remember thinking that at the time, I was like, is anyone aware that we're in Scotland just now and we're talking about Japan as if it's a total like Sunday league effort? I mean, I remember, Throughout my life, like following football, all the all the major Japanese players, when it first started happening in the kind of 90s, there weren't that, that many that came through. It's, it's widespread now, but I remember just them, them all having one thing in common is they're all fairly technically gifted. Oh, like mm. the, the guys who make that kind of, the big crossover moves, the guys like Nakata, Nakamura, of course, but the guys, one thing they always have in common is they're very, very technically gifted. And I, I remember the kind of reaction that Postagoglu had come from Japan and this guy had come from Japan and I was like, are people thinking of the same country that I am? Because I, it's got a like proven saying, track record. You feel like saying to these journalists, it's always journalists that add the slightly part. You want to say to them, mate, we're the backwater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we the, the backwater? <laughs> we're the backwater. <laughs> we're the backwater. We're the ones that have to convince these guys to come to Scotland somehow. Yeah, so his ability hasn't surprised me. Which Not that Celtic aren't a big club, but no, I don't exactly, want anyone to think yeah. my own club, but we're yeah. talking about the league in a whole yeah. to talk as if these guys can handle it. So his ability on the ball and his, you know, his technique hasn't surprised me, but what has surprised me is his instant impact. We were kind of having a chat about this earlier on in a group chat and we were like, I can't really remember the last player to have had this much of an impact. We've had guys who come in and hit the ground running, but guys who are instantly look an absolute star. Score mm. a hat-trick in your home debut. I mean, how often I was, does that happen? I, I started Googling to see if Andy's done that before for Celtic. I can't remember anyone off the top of my head. It may well have happened. I'm sure somebody trick. was screaming at the screen right now. But well, you can, you can, oh wait, stop. Hit subscribe. Um, <laughs> and, you, and you can let us know in the comments below. I forgot we can do things like that. Yeah. We're on YouTube now, so you can let us know in the will, comments below. Well, Musa scored in his first start, at Cel his first home start, didn't he? Yes. But that was a few games into the season. September, so, uh, yeah. So I don't know about that. But somebody said in the group chat we're in as well, Scott Sinclair had a similar sort of impact scoring the win and goal against mm. Hearts and they scored in what, his first seven games or something. But I don't think, I don't quite think it's as big as this because that was, everything was building up towards that. Whereas this, it's been a, a poor start from Celtic and we've had two games now and he's got four goals. It's incredible. He's a top goal scorer in the J League still. I think he's scored 15 goals in 21 games and then he's yeah. came to us. So he's a top goal scorer in two leagues <laughs> simul simul simultaneously. Yeah. I, I just love the way, I love this movement up front. He's going to, I mean, Dundee were crap, right? Dundee were crap, yeah. but he, yeah. he could have scored four or five on his own. He missed a sitter before he scored yeah. the draw and absolutely a, a guilt edge chance right just before he actually scored. So I had so many chances and I, I, again, I take the point that it's Dundee. They're not the best team in the league. It's, it's hard to, to judge but the, the amount of movement, the amount of pressing the guy does, the hard work, I mean, and singled him out for that after the mm -hmm. game as well. Not so much his goals but his work rate off the ball is incredible. incredible. Staggering, right? So the problems that'll cause for Scottish-based defences, it's going to be... And that's without even mentioning Abada, who, as soon as he picks up the ball, just looks to run straight. Yeah. Out. Christie was the same. In fact, like we'll talk Ryan about all Christie, these... Christie, oh my yep, days, man. Sign, it, sign the deal, <laughs> right? We'll, sign, we'll talk about all these players individually as well, but what I was... It was like almost like a... 
like a 90s Alex Ferguson team. See, like both sides like of the wingers are just out wide and bombing straight at the fullback. So they, they, they've never got a moment's rest. They can a Kinchelskis and Giggs dynamic. They, they can't, whatever side that goes down, they'll just get a guy straight on top of them, attacking them at all times. It, it, was, the, the, it was the winning dizzying. the ball back immediately on the attack. Yeah, and it, yeah. it, it was very reminiscent of that video that Ange, you know, that I don't know how staged that video was, but you know, the, the mic'd up Ange video that the Celtic media team put out. You know, we don't fucking stop. If they want to take a break, that works for us, but we don't yeah. fucking stop. And you're just like, that was it in full flow. That was it in action. And Ryan Christie is probably having a bit of a frustrated time at Celtic. One, he's probably well aware he can make a lot more money elsewhere. Two, he's probably quite precious of his career and he's looking at what happened last season and looking at the trajectory of the club and the type of player that's coming in and seeing like Edward and I are leaving. He's probably a bit worried about where the club's going to go. But the partnership that they had, it was like they'd been playing together since they were wee boys. They, 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 Ryan yeah. Christie knew where Furuhashi was going at all time. Furuhashi know what runs to make. That ball he played, that reverse ball that cut out, I, I think it was seven <laughs> Dundee players. <laughs> uh, perfectly weighted as well. Unbelievable. Remember that um, Scott Allen pass? The Scott Allen pass? Oh, aye, the only thing Scott Allen's ever Ajax, done in his career. Aye. Aye, and there was like blogs written about it and all that. I want to see, I want to see blogs written about that. Ryan Christie pass. That was unbelievable. Ryan Christie, for me, I don't know if he's putting himself in a shot window, Melly. I don't know if you could think positively and say he's been reignited under a new Celtic manager that's actually coaching the team properly in a, a, a club that looks as if it's going somewhere. But he seems like a, the ideal player for Angie's system. Oh, he does. Every game he's played so far, I think he's looked good. And this game as well, I mean, if it wasn't for Kyogo, he did definitely man the match. Like mm, three yeah. assists in there, his work rate he put in, he was all over the place. He played out left to start, then he moved inside into the middle. He's a really good player on his day. It's just if I think if he signed a new contract with Celtic, it would just be a fresh start for him from mm. like a fan's point of view because you always get that feeling he, he wants to go. But if he committed his future to the club, everybody go, Do you know what? He's been playing brilliant and he signed up now. It's a wee bit different from Edward. You're maybe doubting his performances, but Ryan Christie, if he wants to go, he's still putting in the performances. And that was the most pleasing thing about the result for me as well was Celtic ripped them apart, but it wasn't as if Dundee were like shanking clearances. There was one, the Rogic goal, where the defender doesn't do too well at the, out in the right-back position, but every goal was good Celtic play. They ripped them open. It was one or two quick passes and we were in good balls across and Christie being out there on the left for the second for a hashi goal, he wins the, the great play out wide, puts it through a guy's legs, but he looks up to see where Kyogo's going, he points where he wants it and he puts it straight on the money for him. It was brilliant play from both of them. The movement and the relationship they have already is amazing. And then the other side, like, Abada a he crosses I, 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 it in for the first goal as well I was sceptical about Abada now you know everyone's been a bit down the board and I was really down in the board before and I, when we, there was another doo-doo and he came in and we paid a lot of money for him and he's quite young and the team that he bought him for wasn't even like one of the top Israeli teams and I thought god I'm a bit worried about this signing but they, like you say every time he gets the ball he constant positive yeah. impact that's what he's trying to make desperate to get on the score sheet as well he was upset when Edward took the penalty off him feels fair that's how it works yeah, in football yeah, teams you know what I mean you're not taking the ball off Odson Edward <laughs> um, when there's a penalty up for grabs really encouraged by Abada the, I, I suppose the, the two other talking points for the game as far as selection goes Stephen was the inclusion of Tom Rogic which yeah. before the game a lot of people thought was was an odd one Soro drops out Rogic comes in so midfield three really dynamic midfield three oh, was amazing. which suggests to me that we're probably doing a lot more homework than we used to. You know, Neil Lennon consistently picking, well, he didn't consistently pick the same team, but he consistently picked the underperforming players. Yeah. This one looked like a team specifically put together to beat Dundee. He thought, I don't need a Soro. I can get my playmakers in there and tail them apart. Yeah, and, and he's absolutely right. I mean, look at how the game played out. All of the attacking players were absolutely outstanding mm -hmm. and it, there was never any doubt or there was never really any danger that you know, guys like Charlie Adam and all that were going to break down he's our midfield. He's looking good, isn't he, Charlie Adam? <laughs> Charlie Adam, he See, looks... for a guy that's in his 50s, he's... <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was about to say. He, lo he looks like one of those guys you see at uh, like Legends games or like Soccer Aid or something. Like, he looks really good for 55. <laughs> and he's, and he's like 35. It's, it's up. What... On that subject, though, what a what a ragtag bunch Dundee are. It, oh my. Do you know what I kept thinking to myself watching that game is still kicking a ball. Mm -hmm. Paul McGowan's still kicking a ball. Shave that. Oh, def <laughs> definitely shave that. For sure shave, shave that. Uh, Paul McGowan. Do you know what he looks like? See the, the... Even just cut. Don't shave all <laughs> of Just cut it. He's got a geography teacher thing going on. See, remember the guy from No Country for Old Men, Anton Chigger, the hitman guy yeah. with the mad bowl cut? He looks like that, but also incredibly bold. <laughs> and, uh, people will be watching this thinking, hey, you, you're in some position. Not incorrect. I'm an exact 
exactly the right position yes. to create, to create <laughs> yeah. And then oh, the cum dog comes on at the end of the game. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what a collection of players this like, is. Twitter funny man, Shirley Sheridan <laughs> playing up front for Dundee. For, for Dundee. I know. Unbelievable. That was uh, another pleasing thing was Charlie Adams playing. You don't want to see do anything happen like him to do anything against us. But when that Celtic midfield and even Rogic, like the, the passing the movement with tempo, mm. it just absolutely killed him and he was blowing everywhere. Celtic were just too good. And as I said, because I was up so high, I mentioned it on the, the match yesterday, but just seeing it from where I was, like, Callum McGregor is ridiculously good at football. He's so intelligent. Mm. His movement, everywhere he goes, everywhere the ball went, he was available for it because he was that sitting one and then Rogic and uh, uh, Turnbull were ahead of him. So he was the, the deep line playmaker and it was absolutely brilliant. He dictated the play from minute the first minute to the last, always, always open for a pass. And it, it just made Celtic look better. I don't think Celtic will play like this all the time, but games against Dundee, maybe Livingston at home, those sort of teams, this is where you should see these sort of teams come in. And it's good to see that Ange will change it up. And even looking at that, we'll talk about him later, but James McCarthy still got to come in there mm, as well. Yeah. Sorrow is a decent option. So look, it just makes that difference. Just one or two signings, one or two good performances and everything looks a bit rosy. Well, well I suppose I'm going to ask you a bit to take your pick of the goals because there's six goals and it's an awful long time to talk through all six if we, we can talk through a couple. But just what you're saying, Ellie, about the, this only Dundee, you know, after the, the game finished, I was absolutely buzzing. Oh, yeah. Cal McGregor gets the, the troops round and he obviously said to him, this is how we perform. This is what we need to keep this over every week. And I thought to myself, yeah, but do you know what? It doesn't matter if we don't. It doesn't matter if it's not always that level of performance because I think the first home game of the season in front of the first people, that that's how you do it. That was a good way to kick off. Like you say, it's not going to be like that every week. We're going to have much more difficult games. Players are going to be off the boil. But to start the season effectively like that at Celtic Park, this is like, forget last week, season starts today. Well, there was plenty of excuses for Celtic yesterday, wasn't it? There was a away European trip. It's a Sunday game. The weather was terrible. They've still not got the, all the players in. They may be a bit tired, but from the first minute to the last, they were chasing goals. They were chasing. They were harrying. And everybody, even like guys like Rogic, who you maybe don't think will make a big impact this season, he came in and done a job. That's what you want. You mm. want squad players you can, you can call on for these sorts of games. And everybody out there was brilliant. Even your... Edward comes on and gets a goal that gets gets him off the mark for this yeah. season as well and if you want to talk about a couple of goals like it's going to be hard for me to choose my favourite because one of them is by Tony Ralston <laughs> so. I think I think Keogh goes third was probably the, the most yeah, sad best yeah. <laughs> yeah. goal was a cracker see before we move on on for Ralston I think he deserves to be spoken about as well and I'm not going to do the the slightly patronising eyes good for Tony Ralston thing because the fact is I think he's been excellent recently like, I honestly think mm. he's been really good and while I still believe that Celtic need the best players we can afford in every position available, right? That's I know that's idealistic, but that's kind of what I believe. I think Tony Ralston des deserves immense credit because, see, in this this was obviously the best we've seen of it. See, when we're making the transition to a brand new style of play, the fullbacks are probably under more pressure than anyone mm -hmm. because it's all about them. That's the biggest change, and in terms of Ralston's ability and willingness to adapt to that he's in the top two or three players in the squad at being able to take on completely new role and I think he's been excellent for it is he the, the, the we, in fact do you know what we need a right back anyway because yeah. he's the only one at the club but I've I think he's deserved or, or he's earned the right for me to go from being like well giving him a new contract was a ridiculous decision all the way from that to in a few weeks well I'd be I'd be quite happy to see him play 12, Given 15 games. Well, these, well, this, I mean, it depends on how the trajectory of things happen. But a couple yeah. of weeks ago, I was sort of criticising Ange because it looked like his fullbacks were struggling. Yeah, it yeah. was. It looked like the fullback. I thought, well, maybe you need to change the way you're playing. In this game in particular, I found Tony Ralston was terrific. He was finding loads of space, and I thought, whatever we are doing here against Dundee United, I'm not too tactically nose to sort it out. Sorry, Dundee, I know whatever we are doing here against Dundee, right? Tactically, I'm not too switched on to spot it. But whatever we're doing, we've found something that's getting the absolute best at Tony Ralston because he's having a great game today. Ended up taking that goal, which was terrific. Another way to look at it, though, Stephen, as you're right, it's no offer oh, fuck's sake. We've offered Tony Ralston a new contract. What we're doing. You can think that at the time, but maybe Tony Ralston's went, right, you know what? This is my, I, yeah. I've got a new contract here, maybe out of necessity for the club, maybe, but you know what? I might as well, I'm not going to half-ass it, I might as well give it absolutely everything I've got here. And maybe games like this, we're just seeing Tony Ralston 
absorb like a sponge everything and just saying Melly and he's putting it into practice for the get manager yeah it's good I don't think long term will be the answer but when you look at it the European game during the week it was his man that ran off him mm. and beat on let a guy go as well so there is there is yeah. uh, things to work on there but also he, he's playing and he's playing well but this isn't a settled defence it's not it's, it's changed the defence has changed every single game this season and then again at the weekend Joe Hart's in Welsh comes in so there's been changes all there but it'd be good to see how he gets on in a settled defence and obviously we do need a right back but I'd probably say a left back's a bit more pressing than that even though Greg Taylor was decent at the weekend but Ralston's been been great he'll be fine in Scotland and again it's just you're just looking at last season going he's definitely a better option than John Joe Kenny yeah. definitely I, I just think let's again I just need to temper it was Dundee Dundee are probably going to finish bottom of the league this year just yeah. if they keep playing the way they play, they were absolutely awful yesterday and that squad as you say seems a mess it's an absolute it's like the squad you, crew, it's right. like when you go East Fife in Football Manager and you're cobbling <laughs> together all the free transfers and everyone you can get your hands on that's what it's like um Another change from Ange that I think is worth discussing um, after the midweek game in Europe Melee, you've mentioned the man's name already. We tweeted out the, I don't know what Ange sees in your bit on, but this experiment must stop immediately. And it did. Stephen Welsh back into mid, back into the centre defence with Starfield. Much better option there, Bitwan. Mm-hmm. And he, he broke into midfield and plays the ball through. Uh, he hadn't played the ball through to Christie and that reverse ball for Kyogo. That that was the the best goal, the third, uh, Kyogo's yeah. third goal. Mm-hmm. But Welsh just slotted in there and we'd think, well, why was he not in there? Because mm-hmm. he didn't put a foot wrong. He was fine in there. Starfelt was decent, but I, I still think he's building himself up. He's a bit lax the first 10, 15 minutes or so, but I think he'll come on to a game and we just we just need a partnership in there now. Mm. If we're not going to go out and sign a centre-half before the, hopefully, Altmar games, I think it has to be those two in there because they're the most solid, they've looked the best and we've seen from Beaton every game he's played, he's costing us. Welsh, fine. He's not cost any goals and he's a decent defender. So that's two good centre-halves. And a goalkeeper come in, it makes a difference. It's all about moving problems from the pitch, isn't it, Stephen? Joe Hart removes the goalkeeper problem. Stephen Welsh removes the near bit on problem. Um, Furuhashi's removed the off the boil uh, Odson Edward problem. And then look what happens. Aye, uh, automatically just looks so much more solid. And the, the front three we've already addressed, but it's so much. It's so different looking to your average Celtic front three. We've always got that very obvious do central need, striker there. Do we need a striker, this is what I was going to say. We, we never, I mean, you're looking at Furuhashi. I don't think the plan was to bring him in and play him down the middle. Um, Christie might end up leaving. James, I think we're still light up front though, aren't we? And, well, you know, think of this. Could you play a front three of Furuhashi, Edward and... Uh, a Yeti. A Yeti. <laughs> no, no. no you, you absolutely couldn't because I think the, the wingers, Christie and Abada, are going to be absolutely crucial to that, mm. which is making it all the more pressing and worrying at the same time that Christie's contract is ticking down and down. I, I hear people talking about Christie and uh, I, I see people tweeting about him and, and writing blogs about him. I, I feel like not a lot of people are aware of the fact that his contract is almost up. Is yeah. it, is, are we definitely right that it's expiring yeah, in mid-season? Because yeah. a lot of people are saying, oh, if we can just get him to the end of this season and let him go for nothing. I'm like, That's, he can already basically been, leave just now. He has been offered contracts, Ryan Christie. I remember reading that in the news. And he, he's kind of just given it, you know, there's plenty of time left. There's no rush. Um, and just more or less said after the game, um, that um, I, I don't know if he said an offer's been made to Ryan Christie, but he did say that it's in Ryan's court. He's a player that he wants to have here and he's, he's, he would suit his system. So I, I'm kind of ve- veering on the, the side of the argument, Stephen, that if he's no signed a contract already, he's probably not going to sign one. No, and and at that point it becomes basically an imperative that we sell him. I mm. think if you're going to get any money from whatsoever, it's going to have D- to be just does now. Does it now? But yeah. for, for what we're going to get for six months, are we not better keeping him till January then? I mean, he was out today. He was doing the press stuff for the game during the week. Mm. So if you're going to, if a guy's out doing press stuff, is he really going to go within the next week? I, I think they just do that on rotation. Because he said yeah. something about it's, it'll be great having the fans at home to help us along all season. These are just sound bites yeah, that is. people put out. You shouldn't read too much in that. I, I just let me dream. Yeah, I'm going to let you dream, but I'm on the I'm with you. It's kind of like I think well, we may as well just you know for if we get four or five million for him, unless we can line up a, a better a better replacement now, then maybe we should just keep him to January and then you know so what? Okay, we yeah. you know you take that one of the chin. You can't you can't win them all. I don't think you get anything near that for him either. Yeah. I think you're lucky you get. 
two million at the most for six months left in his deal. So people can come in and get him right now on a pre-contract. So mm. it'd probably be buttons. But if he's willing to stay till January, then fine. But if there's teams out there that want him in January, surely they'd want him now. So there's yeah. been no links whatsoever to other clubs. There was quite a lot of interesting comments about the recruitment process in Ange's press conference before the Yablonich game or after. I can't remember which one it was, but he was at, these comments were they sort of went under the radar I didn't see any repressed support on them so he, he was talking about Joe Hart and he said look I'm not so concerned with age if I think a player's fit enough and he's going to fit in at my system and he's my style of player then I'm going to bring him in he was asked about directors of football and scouting and all that sort of stuff he says well we do have the scouts in place director of football is a priority but it's something we're going to look at post window yeah. so he addressed he, he said we're going to look at it post window he was asked about this window he, he kind of said it was a bit chaotic and they would hope that the next window is good. You're going to be a lot better prepared for the next window rather than this one. He also said that he's getting involved a lot of this in a lot of the scouting and a lot of the player recruitment himself, which he said, which I actually like. It, get, it lets me be more hands on. Yeah. So, you know, Ryan Christie, they might take a view in Ryan Christie. Look, this guy's critical to the way we want to play. Why don't we keep him for six months and spend that next six months trying to get a Ryan Christie replacement rather than yeah. just go out and get whomever we can get our hands on here? Yeah, I think that would be ideal. I think it's about that time where you're not going to get much for him and the way he's playing there now he's, he's pretty much undroppable so if he's going to be willing to stay I'd have him because he's not one of those guys that just says oh, I'm, not, I'm not doing it he's putting in the performances while he's still here I mean you can look at we're going to sell Edward Steve McGowan reported last week that um, Brighton have come forward with an £18 million bid so you would expect Edward to go pretty soon bowling goalie might as well, <laughs> might as well go. Um, how, how's he getting there? How's he getting to this podcast again? Let's just stop mentioning that he, guy. He, he might as well go. Um, who else? Who, I mean, I'm forgetting the guys that we forget. The, the point of this conversation yeah. is guys we've forgotten about. Melly, remind me. Who else? There's someone on the tip of my tongue here. Well, Yeti, you need to make your mind up on him. Yeah. Bar- Yeti's one. Barkas was the one I meant to get to right. because the, um, there's reports from uh, the Greek journalist um, Yanis what was his name Stephen remember how the man uh, or something Yanis Koryopoulos sorry if I butchered that but yeah, yeah. The, the guy who broke the Barkas story seems to be quite close to that reported midweek that there's clubs in Italy expressing yeah. an interest in bar- taking Barkas on loan so he's another one so when you look at all the players we can get out the door the money we've got in for Frimpong um, Ayer and probably Edward you think well maybe you just take the three or four million you're not going to get on Christie and just yeah. take that one in the chin because there's there's plenty of money sloshing about especially after the Chargers not get into the game <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to need to go into getting a striker I think uh, was it Stephen McGowan or somebody reported today that Andrew's looking at a right back a centre half and a striker and mm. you can see that, that we, we need those positions quite like a left back in there but yeah. striker I think Kyogo was brilliant but he can't play every game all season he's already played half a season he's come straight over here another reason why he probably looks so good is because he's up to speed he's match fit whereas Guys like Abada, McCarthy, Starfelt need to get up to that speed. So when they're up to speed, it should be good. But I think I think strikers are a big one because Kyogo's not going to have that that space all the time. There's going to be games where you maybe need some a striker a bit more physicality. So I'd like to see that addressed. Kyogi, I call him the John Collins on oh, yeah. the BBC Sports End. Kyogi, Kyogi Hughes. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear any pronunciations until I've had Baggy Bond on the radio. <laughs> 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Another new signing that didn't make his way into the team. He's a wee bit, he's a wee bit off the pace because he's been training in the zone and not training with a team, as Ange says, um, was James McCarthy. Um, that one has been a long time coming. It has, and it's a good signing, but again, it was available a month ago. His contract expired at the start of July, but this has been the whole problem with Celtic. All the signings we've made mm. all look good, but it's all a bit too late, and I know they're trying to address that, but glad he's in. I think he's ideal. I asked him at the Fran Presser where... What sort of midfielder he is, and he, he's a holding midfielder, he said. So he'll sit there, Cal McGregor back into the number eight, and probably Turnbull ahead of him. It's a really good midfield. It just shows you one decent player coming in, and it changes everything. And we've, we're starting to see that now with the teams. I'm happy he's in. Seems like it could have happened a lot of times before, but glad he's in. Another guy with good experience that's played at a good level. It's just the fitness doubts. It's a, a low-key arrival for a player of James McCarthy's calibre a wee bit, wasn't it? Well, I, I said at the time, it's like, I'm so used to being linked with James McCarthy that it barely registered. Yeah. See, when, I, when I saw the headline, I was like, oh God, it's July already. This year's flying in. 2021's no better than 2020. We're, we're rocketing through the months. It must be that time of year we've been linked to James McCarthy. But... To finally get it over the line after what seems like, I mean, when did he leave Scotland? 11, 12 years 11 years ago. So basically been linked to him every window since then. So it's it's, it's quite a surreal one to, to end up with Joe Hart and James McCarthy in the Celtic team at, the, at this time just seems kind of bizarre. But I, the signing to me makes sense. I think he's I think he's a really good player. The the um I have to say that the length of contract raised that few eyebrows, mm. a one or two eyebrows round this way, but because I think it's it's quite a lot for a player of his age and his Tell the people what it is in case they don't know. It was four years. Mm. Four years for a guy who's I think he's about to turn thirty one, which is unusual to say the least. It's not not usual practice, I would suggest not um given a guy that, Again, maybe that it's just the only way we can get these guys in the door. Maybe, you know, maybe so. Offering them that security. I hope they know something about him that we don't because he's been a fairly injury-prone player mm. of, of recent years. I don't think he's played an enormous... I, I, I don't mean to suggest he's been sitting out for like two years in a row with some like horrendous like ruptured Achilles or something like that. He has. He's just had injuries here and there that have I kept him out. I think the last 12 months have been okay yeah, for yeah. him. But even saying that, I read someone or I heard someone say that Callum McGregor has played more football last season on the last 12 months than James McCarthy has over the last five years or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah that's right um, where do you see McCarthy fitting into this team early defensive midfielder does that mean there's a big target on Soros back now I think so I think he's the one in the midfield that I mean, thinking he's got a lot to learn in there. McCarthy can step in there. I think he's played at a high level. I think he'd be if we can get him fit he'll be a good player and might just compliment Cal McGregor exactly what he needs we've seen in the the Euros when he played alongside Billy Gilmore, he just looked brilliant, Callum mm. McGregor, having somebody beside him. And James McCarthy, even though he is uh, over 30, he'll be able to, he'll be more mobile than Scott Brown was last mm. year. So I think it's just that missing piece in there. And look, it doesn't have to be they play every week because no. we've seen it at the weekend there. Changes from game to game depending on who you're playing. If James McCarthy plays in the midweek European game, he might not play in the Sunday game against a team like Dundee. We can bring in Soros. So it's options there because like all over the pitch we were one injury away from maybe looking paper thin again but we're starting to address each position slowly but surely and I think McCarthy will come in in midfield and long term I think it'll be him and McGregor in there and that's five arrivals Stephen five arrivals into the first team not including the guys that are playing and featuring for the Colts like Urogidi and Boswell Lawal and all that sort of stuff I had a look that's the most we've signed this early in, in a season so before mid-August that's the most we've signed since Neil Lennon right, yeah. first time around in, in about a decade We've all got our concerns about the Celtic transfer system. I think Ange's comments, the press conference I referenced earlier on, allude to a bit chaotic, a bit mm. no structure, That all the things that we kind of suspect and are worried about. But how encouraged are you now? Is this, do you think this is the wheels starting to get greased? Do you think, like, you see James McCarthy's contract ended a month ago. We maybe made contact with him a month ago. It just took this amount. 
because there's only so many people that can work on deals. So the James McCarthy thing's bubbling in the background. The people are working on getting a bad at in. Oh, they're working on Furuhashi, right? Go to contact his agent and see where his agent is. And it's, it's just a free transfer, but that's the easiest one out of them all. So. Well, 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 let me play devil's advocate here. If it was the easiest one out of them all and his contract finished a month ago, how could we go and sign a guy for Japan and get him here first? Because I think we we came into McCarthy and said, oh, we can get James McCarthy. I don't think he's a guy we've targeted for, what, six weeks now? I, I, I just think, I just wonder if, the, the problem is staffing at Celtic and they are dragging their heels on certain things, but I wonder now, Stephen, if we can start to see, maybe deals are not taking two weeks to go over the line is the point I'm making. Maybe some deals are taking four weeks to go over the line. Maybe some deals are taking six weeks to go over the line. Hopefully now, though, all the work that was done four weeks ago, maybe, is starting to come to fresh and we can expect more bodies coming in. Well, it kind of goes to what I've been saying all along. I've been trying my best to give Celtic a bit of leeway, a bit of benefit of the doubt when it comes to transfers because the fact is, transfers ramp up towards the end of August. That's just how it works. Mm. Like that, that's when all the things start whirring into motion and you know, players are back from their holiday and so on. I've, I've always been kind of at least try to be conscious of the fact that Celtic tried to get a lot of business done early and it's not always possible because well, it's, it's not an accident that the business ramps up towards the end of August. That's just how it works. Well, that's how up their options. Yeah, that's how clubs choose to work. That's how agents and players choose to work as well. And frankly, you wouldn't be doing your job as an agent if you encourage your client to rush into the first thing that comes up in June. That, that's just that's just how it's going to work. We can debate the, the various you know, kind of merits of that, but mm. we, this is the reality of the world in which Celtic try to do their business. Do I think they could be doing better? Of course, but... Is it always possible? Do is it is it coincidence that we're seeing things ramp up now, mm. a few weeks into it, and when the season's actually started? I don't think so. So I don't think it's always as easy as we demand to get players in as early as as we do. I don't think there's any doubt that you know, as you said, Ange still needs players in. If we get eight first team players in, but the window closes, it's just very easy sometimes. I think to point at something and go not quick enough. Not good. I, I want to know a bit more about the details yeah. of, of these deals. You're never going to find out, but it, it always comes out in the wash eventually because I heard it might have been Stephen McGowan talking on a podcast or, or, or someone anyway. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Stephen McGowan. He was saying, you know, back when Brendan Rogers first came in and McCarthy was at Everton, Celtic had them more or less in the building and then it fell through at the last minute because mm. they couldn't get the loan deal worked out. And you think, well, you never heard about that at the time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, when, when if anything comes out in the wash as the, as the transfer window progresses. Like this one, um, who's the right back we've been chasing from France for a, a number Buta. of weeks now? Oh, Soppy. Buta and Soppy, there's yeah, a number of them that, they, in the balance here. Like those looked as if they were on the verge of happening, just not happened. And you think, yeah. well, is this Celtic? Is it Celtic making contact with him and then making contact with him and, and trying to spin five or six plates all at once rather than going to one? So it, it, I'm sure contracts and, and negotiation for players are difficult and and I'm sure that you know things always can be done sooner and should have been done sooner. I think the centre-half, as I've said a million times, is so critical to Celtic. It's so, I mean... It's, Almost that one signing probably could have had us in the Europa League already. Just yeah. one centre half if you had that in for the game. So yeah. we, we we need the players. We really need them in before the Rangers game. We need them in, not just in, in embedded. Ah, yeah. I mean, we talk about that all the time as well. The bedding in period that mm. we never seem to get. We never allow ourselves at that time at all. That is the main problem with Celtic. Isn't it? It's the God, the, the reference we always make the turning up to beat on or turning up to Champions League qualifiers we beat on defence and we've gone and bloody well done it again, again haven't we bloody well done it again but yeah we never we never seem to do that we never seem to give players the 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 platform the landing bed that we we want to and it, it seems a little bit rushed because people are already questioning Starfield he's just yeah. in the door and he's just been pitched straight into the team after one training session I know he's had more since then but I'm like ugh. We need to kind of we need to try and relax a wee bit, and this is always the, the difficulty we're balancing with the important games right at the start of the season. And we give these players a break sometimes. You know, Starfield I think has started quite well. I think he looks. I think what doesn't do him many favours is that he looks quite awkward. Mm. He looks quite awkward on the ball. But Does he yeah. come from the James Forrest school of running? <laughs> Mate, a wee bit, actually. No, it, it just it looks quite cumbersome when he's got the ball at his feet. He does he does that almost Jack Henry style thing of like, he'll go in See, one direction and then he'll go in another one and then he'll pass it back to the direction he went in the first place. But Brian Kent done that at the weekend. Did you see that? No, I Did didn't. I don't know if it was deliberate. Who was that player, Stephen? Was it Kinchelski that jumped up and pirouetted without touching the ball? Kinchelski is another, another reference for Jim Andy Kinchelski. I think, I think Kent thought he was doing a trick. <laughs> if you've not seen it, we'll retweet it. So the ball's yeah. in front of him and there's like a Dundee United player standing where you are and the ball's there and Kent does a full 360 and behind the ball wow. without making contact with the ball. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, and then touches it. But I, 
like you said, I think Starfield needs a chance yeah, yeah. to set to settle, and everything's so rushed at the moment. All these, so many judgments are being made Aye. immediately on uh, lasting judgments. Joe Hart is not good enough to feature <laughs> in. James it. McCarthy is too injured to ever play for Celtic. Starfield is not good enough with the ball at his feet. Uh, c- come on. <laughs> let's let's know we've been doing this podcast for a long time yeah. one thing you don't know what you, you don't do is make an everlasting judgement on someone so early I in remember, the season it, it didn't seem that long ago where it used to be that if someone started quite badly or indifferently it was oh, give him a chance he needs, he needs a run of games and now it's just that's totally in the bin it's like oh, you need to be absolutely tremendous in your debut but uh, uh, that's kind of the nature of it I think everyone is still a bit a bit sore from last season and we, mm. we kind of just want the absolute best. We want to be able to hit the ground running. We, we are super... We, we should be super vigilant, though. No. We yeah, should be yeah. super vigilant because we, the last season starts through window was a fucking disaster. <laughs> everyone yeah. that was brought in, everyone more or less apart from Elian Hussain, who was a free hit because we already had him, yeah. was a, a flop. So there's no wonder these players coming in and people like that. Oh wait, the data says this guy's crap, or he's been crap for the first two games. You know, people are people are a wee bit nervous about it. We're so stung with defenders over the years as well, and oh. most recently with Shane Duffy. I think we basically just assume everyone is crap until proven decent. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I, I, I can't understand it, but I think everyone's going to be fine. Look, we're we're getting better. That's I think that's what I said last week. Actually, I think you asked me specifically, can you see this getting worse before it gets better? Mm. And I thought probably not. It's like we've we've kind of had the the disappointment of Mityland but we're getting players in now the system's getting better the system's getting tighter form is getting better mm. I think we're going to get better from it I mean famous last word of course say better but, more as well yeah, definitely, definitely say, better. say better more yeah um, Jablonek 4-2 first round game near Biton lovely wee OG uh, a couple of goals at Joe Hart the, the naysayers the Joe Hart critics were out in force for that one um, second leg coming up Melly uh, AZ Alkmaar I'll wait for us at the other end of this tie should be shooting at home though should be good and really looking forward to it it's the first game the three of us will gonna be, be there gonna be, everybody will be it's there it's going to be rock. it's going to be rocking pie stalls will be open <laughs> it'll be tremendous <laughs> man and look we've been to a, I've been to a couple of games but it's not the same because you're not around the people you're usually with mm. there's people I've not seen for like 16 months just those people about you and, and look you're on you're on YouTube now. You're super, you'll be signing <laughs> autographs. You'll not get a minute's peace. I'm just looking forward to a pie, man. I, Are you? I, I don't really like pies that much. You usually have jelly babies at the game. I know. I'll bring them as well, don't worry. <laughs> Another free plug. It was Diet Coke last week and now it's jelly babies. Oh, this is ridiculous. Get us into some of that big Maynard's Aye. money. <laughs> shouldn't be doing this for free. But obviously, walking out there in 60,000, the crowds, it's been loud for mm-hmm. what it has been. The weekend, the atmosphere was great. Of course, obviously, all winning, but a full house at Celtic Park a decent result in the first leg it should be another one where we can build momentum that's two games one we've got this one hearts at home we need to win these games just to build momentum Ange, Ange said at the weekend sorry that it, a, a win wasn't good enough against Dundee he wanted a win in a performance mm-hmm. and we got that and he want the same again because the system's looking good the players are looking good the crowd will be looking good so everything's there for Celtic to go out and do well and my my ticket is secured as well I mm-hmm. can't wait for it I, I've been back I, I was lucky enough to get one there for the Mitchell game so I've been back but it's, it's not the same as, as you say it's impressive what Atmosphere can be generated with, I think it was 9,000 with, with the Michelin game, but it's going to be a completely different kettle of fish when, mm-hmm. it's, when, it's, the, when it's the full shebang. So I, I kind of I wait for it. It's going to be really strange at the same time, but also there's, there's I want the very f- I want everything. I want the songs. I want the disco lights. I want oh, the Green Brigade. I, I want flares. I want pyro. I'm not encouraging the use of illegal pyro, but I want it. I want full... <laughs> Full send at Celtic Park. Glorifying yes. in the IRA. Yes. <laughs> abusing, I want the crown. abusing the crown and the queen. The glorifying of the IRA. Um, no, I want full send at Celtic Park this Thursday. I want to terrify Jablonich. I want to show those players what they've been missing. I want the guys, the Callum McGregor, to lead that team out and the place going absolutely mental. This is Celtic. This is Celtic Park. This is what it's like playing in front of a full house. Trying to top up there, like, there's guys like David Tumble that hasn't played in front of a full Celtic mm. Park yet. There's Kyogo, Abada, like Joe Hart, Starfield. There's going to be so many players that haven't seen this before. And look, playing in front of crowds isn't for everybody, no, as we've seen not, at the no. weekend. Yeah. 
I, th- I think you, you just mentioned me. I think Turnbull's worth a mention as well, despite the fact we've moved on from the, the Dundee game. I thought he was excellent as well. Yeah. He, may, he may have made a quite uh, quiet start to the season, but I thought he was. He really showed up against Dundee. Again, it's the Dundee thing. Yeah. But we need to temper. I, I just I can't, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer about yeah, it, yeah. but let's temper what's happened against Dundee. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Up against Charlie Adam and all that. But the thing is, he's. Do you know who he didn't, in, not in terms of his style of play or anything like that, but he actually put me in mind of a thing that used to happen with Luka Modric. Remember when he oh. was, no, again, specifically <laughs> not the... <laughs> the uh, do, you, do you remember when he was still at Spurs, a lot of people used to question him in that he didn't get a lot of goals and assists. So, so when he was getting, first getting linked with 40 million moves to Chelsea, I think it was at the time in Man United, people say, well, he didn't get an awful lot of assists. But in that game against Dundee, Turnbull was the guy who was springing the move that, assist, that, yes, that led to the assist. So he was putting Abada in, who was getting the crosses, and oh, so many cutbacks in that game. Oh, yeah, cutbacks and happens. Cutbacks. Do you know what I was thinking when, when I saw all that that many cutbacks? Fitba. <laughs> Fitba, guys. That's, this is what's happening here. Did but, you call those pre assists? <laughs> yeah. At what point do they stop becoming assists and just become doing your job <laughs> as <passes>. a footballer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I thought he deserved credit for that as well because he was quite often the guy who was creating the move that the assists were coming from and that doesn't always show up in the... It does show up in stats, obviously, but mm-hmm. not the very obvious ones like goals and assists. So I thought he had a, a great performance and he'll hopefully carry that into this game. We, Jamie, you and I did the, the reaction to the, sure the Jablonec, um game and we were a little bit down on it because where we admitted or acknowledged the fact it was a really good win to get because it was the first win of the season an important win and a, a quite an impressive win we just came away just down on the defence and I yeah. thought this is going to cause us problems in every single game and we're trying to take in the bigger picture that this de- defence just can't work going forward because we were let down by near beat on again but Again, as I started this by saying, it's amazing what a couple of decent performances can can change. So all of a sudden, I feel so much better about it. The defence looked completely different. It's amazing what taking your bit on at the centre (laughs) defence can do for your your confidence, isn't it? Exactly. So yeah, I I feel a lot better about it. I I said after that game that I think the tie is done because it's 4-2. To to take them home, we're not dealing with away goals or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I think think it's out of sight. We'll murder them at 5-0 at Celtic Park. uh, Exactly. And with Kyogo in such amazing form, everybody really in such great form coming off the back of that game it's it's amazing what the it can do for not only the confidence of us but the confidence of the players to oh, come yeah. off a performance like that is you know, regardless of opposition for everything to be clicking the way it did it doesn't really matter how easy quote the the opposition is if you're if you're your patterns are playing, your system's working so well. And Christy, the touches he was taking, that one where he cut inside and set up Rogic's goal, that's not because the opposition is easy, that's because no. he's playing absolutely brilliantly. So I, I'm I'm full of confidence for this game. I think they'll get the job done. If they score early, it could be any number of goals, to be honest. I think they'll blow them away. After that melee, though, we've got a very tough tie against Altmar that were nervous. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why we should think that we would progress past AZ Altmar. It was going to be a very difficult one. And look, I think even if Celtic had, say, another two players in, I still think it'd be very difficult. Mm. This is a team that pretty much won the league, but their season was curtailed due to COVID and then they finished third last year. So they are nay mugs. So it's going to be a difficult time. This, this is why the Michelin game was so important because Precisely. we could we could get through. But do you know what? Now I'm not fearful of it. I'm no. looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Celtic up against a team like that. And look, this clean sheet of the weekend, we might have another two players in, if going by what Ange said by then. So if we can have a team out there that's played a couple of games... All the games leading up to it, we should win them. We should be confident going into it. And if we play the way we did against Dundee, we've got a chance of scoring. But it's just the Jablonet game, yes, there's just easy runs off defenders that are causing us problems. And they'll be the toughest team we've played so far. So it will be a stern test. Um, UEFA Conference football for Celtic next season, um, or this season rather, shouldn't be a shoot. I, I didn't realise Spurs were in this competition. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was all like Hibs, Aberdeen level players. Shit, by the way, shout out to St Johnston. Oh, I, oh yeah, that's a great result. Yeah, tremendous performance and result away to Galatasaray. Never saw that coming for a single <laughs> second. So hi, <laughs> I'd be amazed if Kevin Davidson even saw that one. What a manager, by the way. I know what a job that man is doing and all that Imagine stuff. So. They, I mean, I mean, Galatasaray do not want to go to Perth. Passionary. <laughs> I mean, they will wonder where they've landed on planet Earth. I mean, I, mean, I think that when I walk about Perth sometimes. We're coming with the weather. We're recording this in a biblical flood, uh, flood just now, anyway. So I, I can only imagine what it must be like coming from Turkey because we struggled to get to the studio uh, <laughs> the night, never mind overseas travel. And that's where we will wrap up next game back at Celtic Park. It's going to be rocking. Don't listen. 
we will be at Celtic Park. We'll be doing Celtic Fans TV exclusive content to react to the game. That's the new thing on the on the all in tier and Patreon. Everyone else will obviously get a match reaction podcast, but the, the video, that video piece, exclusive Celtic Fan TV is on the all in tier. Patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, as many people are, the YouTube response, but just a second, the YouTube response has been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. We were a wee bit nervous about going on YouTube, but the response, the comments have always been overwhelmingly positive. The odd hun in there. Even the they? huns, I was going to say, they're definitely there. They're definitely out there. The, the wee huns having a wee greet and all that. So if you're watching this on YouTube, oh, you shouldn't have said hun. They complained about that last complained week. Complained about it, yeah. yeah. Right. He, he said, what did he write? He says, I'm. Hun, hmm, say goodbye to your video. <laughs> Never affected us, mate. Never affected us. So, um, yeah, please hit subscribe, uh, hit the bell. I don't know what the bell does. I'm not a big YouTuber, but you know, I hear people say that in YouTube videos all the time. Melly, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye, Stephen. Yes, goodbye. Uh, enjoy the game if you're going. I'm, yeah. I'm we're buzzing for it, so enjoy it if you're lucky enough to get along. But we will we'll catch you back here next week. Thank you for watching and listening. 